daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello and welcome to the Sand the Pit, the podcast where this Coke tastes like Pepsi. Right. This used to be like be a little game, it'd be a bit challenging, but you have rested on your laurels very much so. You've become the laziest man on earth and you're just quoting from the film that we've just talked about for the last three hours. So this was Little Nicky. No, it's from Jack and Jill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I have got lazy, but like you've seen all of the films now, really. So much so that we're getting to the point where we're watching ones that Adam Sandler's not the star of or like ones where he just produces it or apparently yeah. writes it, but really it's just... Nick Swords and jizzing on things. <laughs> I miss bench warmers. That was a. a <laughs> so I am Luke, and this is Luke, and this is the Sandler Pit, a podcast where we watch and talk about every single Adam Sandler appearance or film or TV show or podcast appearance or like maybe a little video that was filmed and put on Facebook of him being accosted in the street playing basketball or some shit. Yeah, we do everything. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait till we get to the episode where we talk about that time that he left IHOP because the queue was too long and then said it was because they didn't offer free milk shakes in the all-you-can-eat deal as if Adam Sandler can't afford a few extra milkshakes <laughs> he's a man of the people how are you today I am all right to be honest it feels like I think we can now say we've had this podcast for every weather every kind of season mm. we did the uh, the dark nights of autumn we did winter we've had spring and now it's summer and we're talking about these films in hot heat as really hot as the hot. UK gets my housemate has a fan and I've just been looking at it enviously. My room is like a fucking oven and I've just spent two hours in here talking about little Nicky and I'm sweating. I look like you've disgusted. Been in I look like uh, the fucking guy at the end of Apocalypse Now when he's <laughs> <laughs> like in the dark all fat and fucking alcoholic. I mean anyone that's listening should know that um, Luke is from Sheffield so when he says it's hot he means it's at least 18 degrees up there. <laughs> it's warm. It's it's considerably warm. <laughs> Although you're closer to the equator, so it's yeah. Hot. Everyone thinks that the tans in Essex are fake, but it's because it's so sunny down here, Costa del Essex. <laughs> it's crazy. There's just no ozone layer above, <laughs> above Essex. So you just constantly get this sun radiation all the time. Yeah, I'm um, allergic to the sun. How so are you yeah, anyway? Other than that, though, you're right. I'm great, except literally just before we started recording our little Nicky one, we started getting attacked on her Instagram, which was really funny. At the time of recording, the um, we're about a month Bucky, ahead. We're a month ahead, yeah. And Bucky Larson, born to be a star, has just come on. And then we got a comment on our post saying, "The Sandlipit, I just need to say you need to stop using the hashtag Born to Be a Star hashtag to your clout. Is that much more worthy of your own life? Honestly, there are so many people do not believe that you are in that and reaching to a much more higher point where you wish to become a star by using the hashtag born to be a star hashtag just for your own clout i just hope this situation won't pave your own way because you are extremely immature and so out of line if you still do not stop using the hashtag born to be a star hashtag then you're part of more problems because and in all capitals everybody do not need your plasticity and quantity anymore coffee emoji coffee emoji coffee emoji coffee emoji there's about 12 coffee emojis there i think it's really strange 
strange, isn't it? See, my big problem here, we delete the Born to be a Star hashtag from our caption. She still put it three times in the comments. So our post is going to appear either way because she's paved our way. She's very, uh, very angry about our little hashtag. Her profile is absolutely the stuff of nightmares. Like I scrolled for a bit and there's loads of kids' faces awkwardly photoshopped onto other kids' bodies. I hate this so much. Like, it's so uncomfortable. It is very weird. And they all have, like, really thick, strange, plastic-looking bodies, I guess. Like, kind of like Cabbage yeah. Patch Kid dolls. I don't know. Yeah, they do look like Cabbage Patch dolls. There's one here, and it says, Exactly a year ago, I was crowned as Little Miss Universe 2019. <laughs> and it's, like, this horrible fucking little girl wearing, like, a, a, a sash. But the face is all wrong, and the shoulders are really up. And it's just, what a fucking weirdo. Really <laughs> weird, and then they're telling us off for our weird podcast, which is equally weird. Yeah. So here's it. It, it says British Filipino influencer and blogger. They've got half the amount of followers as the Sandlapit. You're hardly fucking influencing anyone, you knob. Um, tea spiller and shade thrower. Well, they've done on... that. That's true. They have thrown well, shade and spilled she's... tea all over our bloody podcast. We're just trying to talk about Bucky Larson, born to be a bloody star. <laughs> they're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got more beef with us, Izzy V underscore on instagram you can fucking send it to our dms instead of uh comments on our public posts <laughs> you commented back what <laughs> are you okay and um <laughs> after you said that we've then been tagged in a post by someone called cassie ritsushima and it's a post for the miss grand thailand final show september the 11th 2021 <laughs> this, is this is insane because They've posted this though. Have you seen? I don't know if you've seen this. Lots of hashtags on it, and the final hashtag is hashtag the Sandler Pit <gasps> on their post. Why have they tagged us in this at the Sandler Pit? The final show of Miss Grand Thailand 2021 is on September 11th, 2021. Are we going to watch it? And we should review. Oh yeah, definitely. So um, we're, we are a, uh, we're a we're a podcast that talks about film reviews, but we've spent fifteen minutes fighting an Instagram war with a Thai beauty pageant. Jesus Christ, this is insane! That's, <laughs> yeah, that's going to give a big edit. Yeah, please keep it in, but please cut down the half an hour we've just been talking about it. Yeah, but. yeah. So that's what's happening in our lives right now. What are we watching? this week for the podcast well fittingly we're actually watching the thai remake of click which is called- <laughs> no, kidding. we're watching a film called dirty work which neither of us have seen which is a comedy from 1998 starring norm Macdonald, who you said once i think was the greatest thing to ever happen to comedy in the world ever did i say exactly that <laughs> I went for a bit of a phase a few months ago of watching all of his uh, Norm Macdonald show and his uh, podcast and things like that. I think Norm Macdonald can be very, very funny when given very specific scenarios. He's like the best at telling like a long form joke and kind of to the point where the audience doesn't give a shit about the joke anymore and then finally coming in with the punchline. He makes it look effortless. I'd recommend watching the Norm Macdonald moth joke on Conan. That's really right. funny. I think I should check He's... it out before we watch Dirty Work, see if I can get a bit of love for Norm Macdonald going. Yeah, I'll send you some Norm Macdonald clips before we start. But I, I think he's quite funny. I think he's quite unique. But I know that he was the weekend update person on SNL, which is like the, I think that's the most sought after role on SNL, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know, really. So that's what kind of made Chevy Chase a star was 
doing the weekend update. And Norm MacDonald, people say, was like the best at it. But then he kind of lost, like he didn't get a film career like Adam Sandler or Chris Rock or a lot of the other guys from Saturday Night Live. This is, I think, maybe his only leading role. Is it because of, of this? Is this the, the film that killed his career until the I hot chick? One of the things that apparently he annoyed one of the executives, I think, at this the thing, and they kind of blacklisted him and kind of ruined his career a bit. Right. But apparently, this has got like quite a bit on reappraisal. It's got quite positive reviews. It's been considered a cult classic, but so is Shakes the Clown. I don't think to as big of an extent though, because this has. A fairly decent IMDb rating. It's got 6.4. It's only an hour and 22 minutes, which sounds oh, incredible. I really like the sound of that. Love and that. this has a few recognisable people in it. I know Shakes had Robin Williams, but this has a few others. And yeah, I don't know. Christopher McDonald's in it, apparently. You know, shooting McGavin. Mm. So that could be good. And obviously the man we're here for is Adam Sandler. And we've both seen already that he plays Satan. Whether that's a big spoiler or not, I don't know. I'm <laughs> guessing it's going to be just a really small cameo, isn't it? In like a nightmare sequence or something. That's my prediction. Yeah, I I think it'll definitely be that. Have you seen as well, this is based on a Roald Dahl short story. <laughs> no way. So this is, yeah, so this is basically like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Matilda, Dirty Work, the big three, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And uh, the BFG's in there somewhere. So it's based on a, a short story that was in like his More Tales Than Unexpected, which right, I think okay. would aim for adult audiences. Interesting. That might be good. I don't, I don't really know, know anything about. about it. It's sick, it's dirty, it's their job. Revenge is sweet. That's the taglines for it. The poster is just him leaning against the title, pulling a pair of sunglasses down. It just doesn't look like it's about anything. Yeah, fuck knows. I mean, it's directed by Bob Saget. Um... I don't know anything about Bob Saget, but I always hear his name. Yeah, same. He was Ted Mosby's voice as the narrator. I've just seen that, and he was in Full House. Norm MacDonald roasts him in, you know, they do the Comedy Central roasts. Oh, yeah. And it was quite an infamous roast because none of the audience are laughing because all he does is like do like old fashioned roasts. And he like, I think he says that he got all the roasts from like an old fashioned like 1940s joke book or something. So they're all shit. And he just, and he just goes out and does like 10 minutes to this terrible, terrible stand up. And like, it's only Bob Saget and I think Gilbert Gottfried are actually laughing. Everyone else is like, what is he doing? But it's got like, it's gone down as like one of the most famous roasts because it was just so weird and. Bad. Off key and bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm interested to see what this is going to be like. I I don't really have much point of reference because I've only really seen Norm Macdonald when he does like what is he? He's like the bartender in one of the Juice Bigelow films, and he's terrible in the European Gigolo. Wasn't that horrible? Oh yeah, yeah. He was the Scottish guy, wasn't he? I know he's the one of Billy Madison's friends. Yeah, I don't know. I'll be intrigued to see what he does in this. Exactly. We have no point of reference with this guy. Like, the only times I've seen him has been in stand-up or on podcasts where he's playing himself. He's not a character. So I don't know what he's like as an actor. So Mm. maybe this is going to be fucking terrible. Or maybe we'll have an all right time. So Maybe we'll find out why his second most recent credit is from the animated TV series Mike Tyson Mysteries, where he voices a pigeon. I I just read a pigeon, yeah. (laughs) I've seen uh, clips of him doing that. We usually have uh, something called the Sandler scale, which is a bunch of tropes that Adam Sandler does in his films, such as Coca-Cola being on screen, a ripped dad bod. Being good at sports. Being good at sports, his real life wife appears. What do you want to do this week? Uh, I don't know, because we we don't even have the the whole thing of it being a um, Happy Madison film or anything. So 
I guess we're just gonna have to really cherry pick the Sandler tropes because we're probably not gonna get Alan Cover or Kevin James, are we? Let's be honest. <laughs> I wish. I wish it was a Kevin James. Like Kevin James is the lead we like. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, his YouTube channel is flawless. I um, can't wait for Zookeeper. Yeah, <laughs> or Paul Blart. Yeah, I think I think we've got enough on here. Like, I mean, we've got things like montage opening with a flashback. You know, those things happen in films anyway. Even though Sandler has perfected them, he didn't pioneer them. <laughs> good All stuff. Right. But other than that, I think we're um, I think we're good to go and okay, watch so dirty right. work. All right, grab your sunglasses, your Chet shirt, and your really, really, really baggy blue jeans, and come lean with us <laughs> on a big title as we talk about this film that no one has ever seen. <laughs> Let's go and get some revenge. Apparently, it's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> See you. Bye. Listening to the Pit. I guess I showed you the thing or two about dirty work. And we are back. Revenge has been served, and we have watched Dirty Work. Luke, can you tell me the plot of the film Dirty Work? Hmm. Okay, that would imply there's a, a real plot. <laughs> <laughs> this is more like a series of sketches that are kind of loosely related to this one guy played by Norm Macdonald, who is called Mitch. Mitch, yeah, Mitch. And Mitch is like this guy who's kind of like a bit of a loser or a slacker or something. I think you'd assume he's a slacker or something, but you don't get any insight into what he is, his life or anything at all. We'll leave the critiques for a second. (laughs) (laughs) So Mitch is this guy and he's kind of, he's always in and out of jobs. But what he's always been good at is doing revenge plots on people. So he starts a revenge for hire business and then that's pretty much it it kind of leads into different sketches and scenarios and they're trying to raise money for his dad who he finds out is his dad late later in the film and he's actually his best friend's dad so it turns out him and his best friend are actually brothers luke terry i think i know what you're gonna say based on your face and your miserable disposition what did you think of dirty work Uh, i didn't hate it to be fair um i think i was ready to sort of package this in with like shakes the clown and whatever and I definitely laughed at least three more times than I did in Shakes of the Clown because I laughed three times at least in this film. I think I didn't really know Norm Macdonald before and I probably won't rush to check out much more of his stuff from this because I think for me, he was probably the weak link of it because he doesn't feel like an actor and everything is like, you're telling me that I have to go and put this there and this is what will happen? That's every line in this film, but... (laughs) At the same time, it kind of takes place in one of those weird worlds that we've kind of realised that we quite like from the other films. So like a lot of the characters are really extreme and just strange. Mm. And I think this one's maybe one of the most bad taste. But... Oh my God, it is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's some very dark things. I think we'll probably talk about it. So I guess probably a trigger warning for people who don't want to talk about incest and rape. Yeah, there's a lot you of You don't want to hear about it. Maybe I'm... click off this episode. The this one film's good... got loads of it. <laughs> <laughs> the one good thing I will say about that stuff is that like none of it happens on screen. It's just spoken yeah. about, but it's still gross, obviously, because it's mm. insinuated. But yeah, there was a few moments where I did find myself laughing quite loudly, to be fair. But as a film, it well, I mean, to be fair, I don't think it really feels like much of a film because it's pretty short. There's not really a story. As you say, it's a lot of sketches. You don't really go to this looking for great acting. So the fact that I didn't really buy into Norm Macdonald doesn't really affect the way that you could watch it and laugh at quite a bit of it. At the same time, it is a really weird... This is going to sound so contradictory because like 
it was really outlandish and crazy and there was big bits where I did find it funny but at the same time I was frequently bored watching it right I kind of get what you mean um yeah how about you what do you think I really quite like this actually I was I was surprised that I liked it because the poster is abysmal and it's got kind of shit reviews and like you say I've been burnt by Shakes the Clown and going overboard and those kind of 90s low budget films this one i actually really liked certain bits there's some of the jokes in this i think are some of the moments i've laughed the most out of any of these films like i was properly chuckling at two or three of the jokes in this that are really funny Mm. and if we're talking about our main man adam sandler he he his appearance is really funny and really weird yeah there's some bits in this that i think are quite inspired but i do kind of get where you're coming from that norm mcdonald like i like him quite a lot as a comedian but he doesn't seem like an actor or a leading man and they kind of make him out to be this kind of hipster chill leading man kind of cool guy which i don't think he is like i think when norm mcdonald's gotten older i think he's gotten better because he's kind of gone into this kind of old bumbling man kind of routine which i think really benefits his style of comedy whilst here when he's kind of young and doesn't it just feels a little bit contrived and I, i agree that his performance isn't great I've got a quote from one of the things that he says, because one of the side characters is Dr. Farvin, who's played by Chevy Chase. and um, My favourite bit of the film. Yeah, I really liked him in this. He's a gambler. He's, he's like got a real gambling addiction. And he says that he, he bet on he Mr. T. Mr. T in Rocky Three. I thought that was a pretty good joke. Like That made me laugh. But then Norm MacDonald is like, are you telling me you bet on the fight in Rocky Free and you bet against Rocky? <laughs> and he draws it out so much that I was like, oh my God. It yeah. felt very the room. It felt like bad acting in that way. And I don't Fair. think he ever claims to be an actor. Like I, no, he... I was looking at his, um, I think his Wikipedia page just to see some stuff like what he'd been in and whatever. And he had a big section on there about comedians turning into actors and actors turning into comedians i was a bit like that maybe explains more why he didn't do more films rather than just because this didn't do so well or whatever he he didn't like like jim carrey trying to be a dramatic actor and whatever which is weird because yeah. I think he was in like Man on the Moon, which is the one that jim carrey did all like the weird stuff for he's in that who's he playing in that film i don't know i haven't seen it I've seen that documentary and that's enough for me to know that I never want to fucking go anywhere near that film. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to see something really weird, the Jim Carrey episode of the Norm MacDonald show is fucking insane. Like he's so, he's just chatting such shit and it's so uncomfortable. I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, it's just very, very weird. Yeah, Chevy Chase in this film. I do like Chevy Chase quite a lot, especially in Community and some of his earlier films and stuff. Vacation. His side character in this is really funny. So he's like a, like you say, he's a doctor who's addicted to gambling. His lines are so good. Like, (laughs) doesn't he say like, if I was a betting man, I'd bet he won't make it through the night or something. Yeah, that was one of my big laughs, that bit, yeah. I'd bet everything I own on death. (laughs) Yeah. Odd, odds are he'll die. <laughs> he says and that the, about their dad. <laughs> the dad. And then every scene he's in, he's like more and more injured. Yeah, he keeps and slowly losing his like legs and stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, like he breaks his arm and they're like, whoa, Doc, what happened to your arm? And he's like, oh, it's either like I slept on it funny or it's from those bookies throwing me out of a car. <laughs> I think we should maybe add this to our Sandler scale. Side character's body deteriorating yeah, over time. Deteriorate. <laughs> 
And then if you owe money to a bookie and they blow off one of your toes, they still owe you money. And then it leads to the whole point is he can get a heart surgery for their dad if he gets this 50 grand or whatever. That's the kind of driving force of the film. And he gets it at the end and he looks like he's not even going to use it. He's going to gamble it again. Oh, yeah. And then the, the last line of the film is, he got over his gambling problem, but the bookies beat him to death anyway. He's dead now. Yeah, he. I think he is a highlight of this film for sure. He's a good character. <laughs> oh my God, he really made me laugh. Probably some of the, the most I've laughed in any of these films. Yeah, I liked that sort of humour. It was kind of reminded me of like Leslie Nielsen, that type of mm. delivery, you know, really blunt and kind of knowing, but still kind of serious when he's saying such like randomly insane things, basically. Yeah, yeah I really liked was, that. He was good. I think that's what makes all the, the bad actors stand out because Norm MacDonald, his delivery, good when he's a stand-up, I guess, that voice. Like, his voice is funny, but it doesn't sound natural at all. Yeah, Nothing he does to, sounds natural. Yeah, when he's trying to be a character, there's no moment that is. And I, I don't think it's that much of a bad thing in this film because the universe is so zany and weird and yeah. odd that, like, when he's delivering lines, there's no, like, earnestness to him or no, like, heartfelt moment really it's just him kind of doing his stand-up voice yeah i agree what do you think of the other main characters so like his love interest who is very bad trailer howard from monk did you watch monk i've never watched monk no i'm, I'm not really yeah, into the... religious stuff <laughs> <laughs> what is it i don't that know was what up it is. There, one of your shittest jokes you've ever said on this <laughs> i, I don't it. know what it even is is it about monk, a monk it's... No, it's not about a fucking monk. It's about like a... He's not a detective. He's like a private hired detective. You and say he's, he's not a detective. Oops. He's not a detective. He's like a detective for hire. But oh. he's kind of... He used to be on the police force, but now he's not allowed anymore because... Because he's, he's, he's gone he's, for the monk life. He's, no, because he's he's not a monk. His name's <laughs> Monk. And his wife got killed. So And he's got OCD. So he's kind of become a shut-in. And then they start bringing him into like crime scenes to try and work out these unsolvable crimes. Oh. And it was huge it was like a big crime show for like 10 mean, years do you mean the sopranos no i don't mean the soprano i mean monk <laughs> you see monk she's the main woman in monk <laughs> the only monk i know is uh john Riley in anger management <laughs> <laughs> i think that was a buddha right yeah no i <laughs> i didn't like this woman <laughs> I thought her character was massively unnecessary. I, I think they had next to no chemistry. She said the line and I thought, this is where I decided she was bad. She was just like, I guess you can use your powers for good. Yeah, that was To bad. live it exactly like that. And yeah, I don't know. I just didn't care for her. And it added a bit of drama, but this didn't feel like a film that needed drama. Yeah. You know, that she was connected to one of the bits of revenge that they were dishing out through her aunt living at the house or something that they had to destroy. Yeah, I don't know. It just felt like it didn't really add anything and her performance didn't didn't really sell it that added element i guess to a film would be would create the low point but because norm mcdonald isn't really acting and he's kind of just delivering lines and that kind of deadpan he, he doesn't feel like he's going through an arc or like kind of affected by anything that's happening which again i'm not saying is a bad thing because yeah it doesn't it really suit like this film it, did it? he didn't the... need it i guess they needed something it was the 90s you have to have a love interest in a 90s comedy film for no reason yeah true enough it was just like i didn't see where it really came from obviously they met in a bar and it felt like a nothing point then and then he saw her in the street and he was like 
where are we going? Back to your apartment? And I was just like, oh, that hasn't aged well. <laughs> that's a bit rapey. In a film that's full of like rape as well. That's not. Yeah, not that's that's one of the jokes in this is the. And he's done that before. I think it was quite famous where it was like, I think it was about Bill Cosby. And it was like, oh, you know what the worst thing about Bill Cosby was the lies. But I don't think it was the lies. I think it was the, the people he raped. I think that was oh, one of yeah. his jokes he said. Yeah, and they pretty much do the same joke here where like it's implied that he's been raped in prison, but his reaction is really weird and like just going, Oh, so rude. Yeah, he's saying grow so, up. Grow up. <laughs> that was quite funny, but it did I did laugh. It's time. so dark. It's so dark. My favorite joke that was a dark one was when they get revenge on Todd Packer from the office or the whammy guy from mm. Command who in this film that came out, what, like 25 years ago, looks exactly was, the same, but also still looks like a balding 40-year-old. I wrote that. I was like, did this man ever have hair? Was his <laughs> like, name David Kochner or David Kochner or something like that? I wrote uh, Champ Kine from Mankaman. <laughs> That's the one, yeah. Name. I always think of Todd Packer, but they get revenge on him. He owns a car dealership and they put prostitutes to play dead bodies in the like trunks of these cars the boots and i think norm mcdonald says i've never seen so many dead hookers in my life and then a man watching on just said lord knows i have (laughs) (laughs) that floored me (laughs) that's so so funny yeah i think the weird little bits like that really sell this film yeah the throwaway jokes really get me in this one i think the best joke for me by far except for the chevy chase thing which i think was my favorite but the best bit is where they're doing a revenge plot against the these loud neighbours and their revenge is that they're going to put fish all over the, the house or the mansion and then they yeah. hear people coming in and then they're <laughs> in a room like holding these fish like giggling and then <laughs> the, the people they start getting into an argument and they have this massive fight off camera whilst Norm MacDonald and the other guy are both just staring and then you just hear like chainsaws and yeah. machine guns yeah, and all this gag. kind of stuff and it goes on so long which I think works well in this case like them just standing there and just the escalation of all these sounds and murders in the background is just so so funny yeah that was a good joke yeah that's what I mean about this one this feels like a good sort of just a good jumping off point for just those sort of things it didn't need a story did it it could just be a day in the life of these guys grown ups too style but I guess <laughs> they were probably worrying about like having to deliver it as a film so that it would make money which it then didn't do so I guess it's understandable why they tried to make a formula into it for me I think this does work as a film I feel like a lot of people would get some enjoyment out of this but yeah. at the same time I feel like you could watch the clips on youtube and you'd probably get come away with the kind of same feeling like the connectivity of the story isn't really there but there are like a lot of funny parts like there's a bit when there's some homeless guys outside and then he's like i'll pay you a dollar if you run and cause a scene inside and they're like no we're the depressed down our out non-crazy homeless guy we're just miserable and they talk about how depressed they are and then Norm mcdonald's like what about if i give you two dollars <laughs> it's hard cuts to yeah. scream it that's funny it's just mm-hmm. funny yeah and those like you hated guys. this film no no i don't mind it i really don't mind it i like i definitely didn't love it yeah those homeless guys have that good bit where they're where one of them keeps on telling this like long story about and then i yeah. got home and my wife was having sex with another man or something like that and he's like looking into the distance and then every time it like zooms out and everyone else has left <laughs> they just leave him yeah. stood there I yeah that's like good that. they do it a few times that joke but each time i didn't predict what the punchline would be like i feel like they kind of 
made it a bit different each time. Like one of them is like, oh, here's the dollar, and then he two dollars, and he leaves. Yeah. The other one, everyone's just disappeared when he's finished yeah. telling this. I think that was a good recurring joke. I liked that. I like that a lot more than I like the ones of just Norm Macdonald getting thrown onto the floor loads of times or thrown into a bin. What about his uh, voice recorder? I also did not like that. Uh, yeah, the voice much. recorder wasn't good. Because you always knew it was going to happen, didn't you? That he was going to play yeah. the wrong clip. And it was about like his testicles or something. <laughs> All right, okay. The payoff with the voice recorder, I guess, worked a little bit for me. I did like yeah. it when he's like, listen to this. <laughs> it's like, note to self, get the wart looked at on your ass. There's a big wart. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Who else was in this? We've got um, Gary Coleman. <laughs> so, <laughs> Good to yeah, see him. the reasoning for that is that there's a montage of them trying to make money any way they can. And one of them is testing these brownies. And you can see the, the joke coming so quickly. Like, the guy's like, oh, there might be all these side effects. And then it's just on the friend's face. He's like, oh, I feel I've got a bit of an itch. Bit of an itch, yeah. And then it, it just pans across the doll. He's like completely like burnt. And <laughs> He's like sweating and shivering. Yeah. And it leads to this amazing bit where he's hallucinating in the car, shaking. And his friend has turned into Gary Coleman. And then in front of him is Adam Sandler as Satan. <laughs> going, <laughs> We eat the pig and burn together. And he's got and the Gary... best crossed eyes that we've seen in the, in the series, I think. And Gary Coleman says, What you talking about, Satan? And then... <laughs> Adam Sandler's going, burn with me! Really funny. It really I got... really... So they do that joke again <laughs> later on. They use the fudge again, or whatever it was, as like a distraction, don't they? And I was so hoping for a second appearance of Adam Sandler. I was so ready for it. But we just get, I think, Gary Coleman... Being get beaten up by the massive guy. <laughs> yeah, which is still good. It would have been better if it was him fighting Satan. But it's still good. Yeah, that, that scene with Adam Sandler, that's fucking insane. Like, his yeah. line delivery is unparalleled. I don't know. I, I'm not a huge fan of when he does the voices, I guess. But that was really... Sometimes it works, though, doesn't it? And that was... Because it was just a quick a quick bite of it. I think this film feels... It might be a bit reductive to say, because it obviously came... This film would have come before, but it's got that sort of same... I think we said it about Zohan, maybe, that it has those sort of cutaways in the same sense of, like, family guy. That sort of... Mm. It feel, This feels very cartoony, doesn't it? It does. Even just I, them holding, like, the fish and that sort of thing. I think that's the bits of it I, I like the most. I, I sort of like that kind of cartoonish, kind of wackiness. And I don't think we've mentioned this. This film is fucking 80 minutes long. It's mm-hmm. so fast. So yeah. even if you're not enjoying it that much, it does end quite quickly. And each of the scenes go by at such a rapid pace that you're not going to be... Well, you said you were bored. but Well, know. I remember thinking it was, like, six minutes in. I had to pause it for something. I think, like, the door knocked or whatever. And there'd already been like five scenes by that point. I was like, this is really fast. But then at the same time, it's weird because the inciting incident or them like setting up their business doesn't happen until 27 minutes into the film, mm. which is quite late considering that is the main like story point, isn't it? Them having yeah. a dirty work business. It does take a while to set up, but I guess if they'd have just gone into it, this film would have been like 50 minutes long. I feel yeah. like they definitely were trying to work out how to make this a little bit longer. They had an idea of some jokes which do work in that in their defense, but mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like they've got a full film narrative. Do you know what would have been cool with this is like if some of those I haven't watched it, but there's that new film with is it Eric Andre where it's kind mm-hmm. of like half a prank thing but also got a story. 
Like something like that with this would have been cool. Yeah, Bad Trip. I've seen that. I really like that film. It's really funny. There's this really good bit where he breaks into, I think, a panda enclosure and then the panda <laughs> starts having sex with him. And then he's like, he escapes. No, I think he's like a gorilla or something. And then he's like, oh no, I left my phone in there. <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> and all the public are going, no, don't go back in there. <laughs> That sounds really good. I'll have to watch that. It really is really funny. I watched it at work and it really, really made me laugh. Can I say something that I really noticed the whole film and I'm sure that you probably picked up on as well? How fucking mental is Norm Macdonald's wardrobe? His big shirt. Mental. I I only noticed about 50 minutes in that it wasn't a long-sleeved shirt. It was a short-sleeved shirt that was so huge that the sleeves looked like almost kimono-like. He invented long line. (laughs) I thought long line was a new thing, but he invented it. The only way I can describe his outfits, they're mental. I I don't know if they were his. I kind of tried to aim for like, you know, at the start of the film where he's he's wearing those very, very blue jeans and white (laughs) t-shirt. Trying to do that today to emulate it. Nice. Your shirt's way too fitted to be like his one. Yeah, it's way too. But no, at the start, he's wearing a fitted one. And then there's a moment where he's wearing these very big baggy blue jeans a t-shirt that goes down to his knees that's yeah. bright blue and then a grey overshirt which like you say is a short sleeve but so big the sleeves come down past his elbow it's mental yeah I'd it's love crazy isn't it where do you get those do you have to go to the plus size shops but as a <laughs> regular sized man or something <laughs> those those plus size shops what are they called they're called like big and Giacomo. tall man. yeah big and tall yeah <laughs> so he's got all these big and tall I'd love to know if that was his choice or did who but what does that, that say about the character that he's a lunatic well I don't know like because I'd wear like a t- I'd, I'd wear like bl- the same kind of blue jeans no no problem with his jeans but I'd probably wear like a slightly baggy or boxier t-shirt ish it would never come to my knees. That's crazy. Yeah. Maybe an overshirt, but like not a short sleeve one that's a size extra, 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 extra large. I can't think what you would compare that to. Like that time as well. Like I'm thinking Czech was in, obviously, because of like grunge, wasn't it? But is this guy into grunge? Does he listen to Nirvana? I don't think he does. That's what I think doesn't he work. He listens to, to Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba. I get knocked down. <laughs> that's in this. <laughs> it is. I think that... That's one of the issues with Norm Macdonald as the leading man. He's not cool. And I think that them trying to make him out to be this cool leading guy doesn't work. He's a weirdo. And I think that's, that is what I like about his comedy, how unpredictable and odd he is and how mm. long and drawn out his jokes are that have like a shit punchline. But the fact that it's so shit and the journey that you've been on with it, that's what I like. And I, I think it works better now he's older. But when he's younger, I don't know. I don't think it has the same kind of edge that I kind of like. Yeah, it's a bit, just a bit odd in general. I think it would have been interesting to just see his character be a bit more defined, I guess. We want a more defined character like Little Nicky or uh, White Knife <laughs> from Ridiculous Six. This film also has, I'm going to say, but you're probably going to point out another time I've seen him, but this has one of the first Chris Farley appearances we've had in this. Yeah, I think so. I think, when did this film come out? Was it 96? Something like that. Yeah, I think this is uncredited. I think he died like as soon as it came out. Yeah, it can't have been long after, can it? Yeah, we haven't really seen Chris Farley much though, have we? No. 
I mean, me and you have seen Billy Madison. Yeah, but yeah. Not, not for this. What did you think of Chris Farley in this? I kind of liked him, but at the same time, I was like, this, this man is so horrible, this character. <laughs> I thought that character was so grotesque and weird. I really liked his performance. Like yeah. he's, So he's played a character called Jimmy No-Nose. So his nose got bitten off by a Vietnamese prostitute like years before. And he's they got say it in a way that you think that it was in like Vietnam or something, like, don't yeah. they? Not like but just around the corner. Just, yeah, he's revealed so later that around the corner. And these characters, just this disgusting, really energetic and loud Constantly shouting. Guy. And I think that it does work a lot. I do get why he's considered like quite a well-renowned comedy actor. He's very funny. It's quite story. like, yeah. I think as a character and whatever, it's quite horrible and like outdated in some of the things that he says you would not have nowadays. Like oh, it's no. sort of like jokes about keeping your woman in line and stuff at the end of it. And he's like shouting in this woman's face and stuff. But it works for, for the character though. The character isn't... isn't You're not supposed to like him, are you? No, he's like a grotesque, awful man that lives in this universe and he's performance is just really angry and weird and, and really his nose keeps getting bitten him. off <laughs> yeah and you only see him in a um, bar for most of it he says the lion something it's something like in the kingdom of animals the lion is king or something but in the kingdom of skunks the man with half a nose is king he says that at one point <laughs> oh one big thing we've not spoken about is obviously someone who we've not spoken about on the podcast yet but we've both seen happy gilmore mm. and this has shooter mcgavin in it as the villain oh always holding a chihuahua lots of jokes about him having the thumb up the dog's ass and that he uh, drinks the chihuahua's piss and stuff yeah the implication that he's like sexually fantasizing about his dog he does always I, have it you can see where they're where they're coming from that guy was great he's amazing to shoot mcgavin which we'll get into in a couple of weeks when we yeah. cover that but and i think he's probably the best sandler villain oh, ever yeah. he's the archetype for the maniac villain he's perfect and he's not as good here because the film isn't as good as happy gilmore but he's very good underused maybe yeah definitely but i just I like him as like that. this smarmy businessman it's quite good to see because obviously he's a smarmy sportsman in happy gilmore and in this he's a conniving real estate landlord i guess is it something like that he fits that character he's just got such a punchable face he just... he'd make a great like lex luther or something like that could you imagine <laughs> that in a really cartoony superman film <laughs> An adam sandler's superman <gasps> <laughs> There's a couple of horrible jokes in this film. I think we've mentioned one already, but there's a lot about like incest because he finds out halfway through that, or like early on, that he's actually his best friend is actually his brother. Mm-hmm. But then they have the realization this really did make me laugh the realization that he's had sex with his sister. Yeah. <laughs> so horrible. I don't think I laughed at that. I was just like, for fuck's sake, that's disgusting. I really did laugh. It was a bit with a Mooney. Remember Moonies? That was good. The Mooney bit. And then he just parts the car right next to where they were Mooney in. Yeah. There's a quite good scene, which I'll get into more in my Sandler scale, with Don Rickles, who played um, Mr. Potato Head. He's great in this. He's playing a real bastard. Is he the, the boss in the cinema that they work at for a bit? Yeah, yeah he is good in it. He's there are good. some just good, like, small cameos. Like, doesn't John Goodman appear at one point? I can't remember anything he did, but he was in it. He's in it for, like, two seconds, isn't he? Like, he just introduces the opera. And that was kind of it. I've got a line in my notes that says, lots of gay jokes and jokes about whores. I feel like the, yeah. the word whore gets said in this maybe, like, 12 times too many. Whore Not to be really woke, but it gets yeah. a bit boring, doesn't it? Yeah. 
like we've said in nearly every episode, that is about a film we've come a long way before 2012. <laughs> they, they're all fucking. All they do is do gay jokes and jokes about women and punch it down. And every single one of these has it. And it's it's just it's a product of its time. Which... I feel like this was very very focused on whores and prostitutes and rape, though. Yeah. Lots yeah. of that. Yeah, there's um, a fair amount of lives that I haven't dated very well. Yeah, I feel like because of his comedic thing, some of them, like the prison joke, it wasn't the way you expect that joke to go. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think because of that, it it does take you like, kind of, uh, I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> to try to justify why it I may, Yeah, no, it, it sort of <laughs> mixes with your expectations. Yeah, it? It, it, it subverts your expectations in a very dark and weird way where it, it just makes it quite fun. And it's not like most of the kind of comedy that was being produced at the time. Mm. It's very weird. But yeah, you're right. It is, it's dark. So just got to take it with. It's, it's a weird line. I think yeah. I think it walks the line like fairly well, to be fair. Because of what we said, that it is mostly just like in dialogue rather yeah. than actually showing. If they were showing loads of this horrible stuff, then you'd be a bit more like, oh, this is like yeah, full definitely. on grot. But it's not as bad like, as that. I feel like me and you, we're kind of hypocrites, aren't we? Like sometimes we'll compliment a film and then criticise another film for doing the same thing. And Mm -hmm. I I guess it is just all subjective. But for me, this didn't feel too offensive where something like Chuck and Larry or Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo and stuff, they felt like shit. Yeah, I just think they have the visual aspect though, don't they? I think that's just what it like, that pushes it just that little bit further, I guess. Yeah, that must be it. If this had the budget though, do you not think that there would have maybe been more of that grossness to it? Maybe. I don't know because that kind of humour is very typical for what Norm MacDonald does. It's that kind of like weird makes you uncomfortable and then does like a weird punchline it's very similar to what he's always done so i don't know but yeah i wouldn't if someone was like oh i find this offensive i wouldn't be surprised that i'd be like okay that's fair enough yeah for me i didn't have that kind of feeling i guess and honestly for me even though yeah the ending's a bit contrived it's it's like oh they drive away in sunset horrible narration as well i like the narration because he says that line about the fact that Chevy Chase died, which was yeah. really made me laugh. That is good. But then it kind of encapsulates all of the like not great dialogue and writing because he's just like, well, I guess that's it. Bye. I was like, oh, it just, <laughs> I, I just have a real problem with narration, I think, just in general. Yeah, that's fair. I, I kind of like the ending. I like that. They do the narration ending, which you've seen in so many of these films, and then end on like such a down note of like, oh, yeah, he died. Yeah. And then it just ends. It yeah, just that's, that different. is quite good, I guess. Felt a bit pressure norm adult wrote it but he didn't want to even star in it he wrote the movie with the intention of directing it oh fair enough do you think someone else could have been better as as the lead they could but like who i thought you were going to say maybe if adam sandler had done it i don't know the character is kind of weird and i don't know who else could have done it yeah because it does just feel like him doesn't it I guess. Yeah, it feels like he a substitute for himself and the lines that are getting delivered are very much his material, so I don't know. It would be a big change, wouldn't it, I suppose? I Chevy think Chase. That... <laughs> Chevy Chase to play every role like Eddie Murphy used to. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the best thing about this, other than obviously the comedy, the comedy is pretty good for the most part. I think that um, the sort of anchor of that storyline of them just getting revenge is just good and you could see it working for most people, but yeah, as you say, it's just so set 
as being a Norm Macdonald thing. I mean, you just think a double act, don't you? A good double act would do wonders with that concept because it's such a, a basic concept that you can just bounce so many ideas off of, I guess. Will Ferrell and... Uh, oh, John C. Riley. John C. Riley. That'd be magical. Really good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that would have worked. At that time, though, at that time, you're probably looking at more like Vince Vaughn and Ben Stiller. I like Vince Vaughn. I'd be honest. Yeah, be like, um, it's not Owen Wilson. Oh, no, I'm joking. I like Owen Wilson Loki. as well. He's good in Loki. Strong is the brand new single from Joe Tyrone, produced by Mike Shinoda of Lincoln Park, streaming everywhere now. I'm not always gonna be as strong as I am. Let's get onto our Sandler scale. How did you do this week? Uh, I did surprisingly pretty well, to be honest. I got six out of nine ticked off. I got a bingo 49 minutes in. That was for Maniac Villain. As soon as Shooter McGavin appeared, even though he wasn't a villain, set out from the start. I saw that evil looking man holding a little scrappy dog. I thought that's a villain there. Luckily, he did turn out to be a villain. Old joke, everything with the dad, basically, at the start of it. He's just like an old senile man. I think I wrote it for old man eating cereal in underwear, watching aerobics video. I thought that's enough of an old joke. Who was the one I ticked it for? And that was when his friend Sam is sitting down at the toilet and they've put a cherry bomb in it so it explodes while he's doing a poo. Um, I also had gibberish for Satan, Adam Sandler, the best bit. Stand-up or music performance, the opera. I think that kind of counts as a music performance in some way. Definitely. Racism, I ticked. Uh, he says to an Italian guy that he is getting abused by something about Mussolini. I didn't tick tonal shift because it was pretty much One the time. same all the way through. Always an absurd comedy. I didn't tick unearned heartfelt moment because there wasn't really any heartfelt moments. I got kind of close to ticking it on a bit when Sam and Mitch were like hugging and talking about how good friends they were. But like you did kind of see them as kids growing up together. So I was like guess they've done a bit of groundwork for it and it wasn't and that heartfelt <laughs> was that the scene of them on the roof with the stars and stuff because that's immediately undercut when one of them's having a piss off the roof <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember that bit to be honest <laughs> director cameo i didn't tick because i was looking for bob saget through the whole thing but i don't know what he looks like so i didn't see him he kind of got glasses i, I think no he's a man with glasses yeah but <laughs> there were some men with glasses so he might have been in it but i didn't see him but yeah six out of nine 49 minutes in how about you Nice. I got five out of nine, but I got my line in 23 minutes and 10 seconds. But you might contest it. That's solid. So, so my line was hit in face. They get in a bar fight with these frat guys. That's quite a funny bit when they're dressed as cops for no reason, really. And then they call and they're like, oh, these fake cops are going to come. And then Norm MacDonald rings them and says, hey, real cops? I don't know, the yeah. line delivery just made me laugh. Horrible voice. I think I got that for Adam <clears throat> Sandler's Satan. Go for Norm Macdonald, I think. And Norm Macdonald's just voice <laughs> in general. <laughs> and then genuinely good acting. I got it for Norm Macdonald. No, I'm joking. I got it for <laughs> Don Rickles in the cinema. I thought he was really funny and his yeah. acting was quite good. And I've I've always loved Don Rickles. So He, he reminded me of one of uh, Boss I had when I used to work at Argos, actually. So it was quite good acting. It was quite convincing. That was good. Then the other ones I got was a fart joke. I can't remember when, but there was definitely one. And then nice property, which I got for the frat guy's house. What I didn't get, I didn't get a bald joke, even though there are a few bald men in it. They don't yeah. use their baldness as a joke. I didn't get a surprisingly ripped dad bod. Really annoying. No dad bods uh, in this one, sadly. No. <laughs> Not a film for the ladies. Not like Zohan. <laughs> Take your boyfriend to see Zohan. <laughs> You're going to see a real fucking man. <laughs> 
I didn't get kids love him because no one loves him really. No. Except for that woman off Monday for no that reason. One woman. And then uh, I didn't get a sports team cap. Uh, so yeah, not bad this week. Not bad at all. Good timing as well. Pretty uh, pretty impressive stuff. I mean, we kind of engineered the sound of scale in that way, didn't we? I did think it wouldn't hit as many tropes as it did. I, I did expect it to be a kind of boring Shakes the Clown-esque film. So yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. I, I think so too, yeah. It was definitely more exciting than Shakes the Clown, but like literally what isn't. <laughs> right, so there's only one thing left to say. Luke Terry, is Dirty Work going to fucking hell? Are you going to shove a fuckload of dirty, horrible fish into this DVD case and throw it into the horrible chasm of the Sandler pit? Or is the DVD raised $50,000 and we're going to transplant it a new heart in the castle? Where are you putting dirty work? I'm really split on this one because I didn't enjoy it on as a whole. But I think in the moment... I remember laughing quite a few times, especially compared to some of the films that we have probably been a bit more lenient towards. I don't think I would rush to recommend this to people because I don't think it's the most satisfying watch overall. It's a better film than The Animal, but it's kind of the same thing that I would suggest people like just watch like a compilation of rather than the whole film. Even though it's only 80 minutes, but like for me in a few places it was quite boring and like it felt longer than 80 minutes a couple of times I was thinking. And it's just parts where it feels a little repetitive and stuff. But there were a few moments where I did find myself really laughing. As you say, Chevy Chase was great. And a couple of the like darker jokes kind of hit in a few places, but are also quite grim. I don't know. I had trouble watching Norm Macdonald because I just didn't find him convincing at all. But there are parts where the writing did make me laugh. So I think I would probably say if this is going into the castle, it's like the lowest of low. If it was in the castle, it would definitely be the worst film in the castle. It's even worse than Punch Drunk Love. Is it worse than The Ridiculous Six? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Oh, what? Really? Oh, okay. He didn't have Danny Trejo in it. (laughs) 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 Really mad stunts. I guess it's probably on par with that, to be honest. But for me, that was more absurd in a way that I liked, like the slapstick and whatever. But I guess they're both equally offensive as well which kind of docks a few points here and there yeah i probably would go with castle but low castle very low because it isn't good but what well, is yeah none of these films are that about three good. good films in there <laughs> for me a lot more secure in that it's going in the castle did actually really quite enjoy this in a lot of times there was a lot of jokes in this that really did make me laugh or take me by surprise it's not particularly formulaic uh, like a lot of 90s comedies can be it's not dull and boring like shakes the clown where there's not really much to laugh at there's a lot of gags that do work even though i don't think norm Macdonald works particularly well as a film leading man i do find his comedy very funny and there is a lot of parts of this that made me laugh but there's a lot of things on the side that's happening like you mentioned chevy chase chris farley that are doing some really good comedy in this i would recommend people watch it if because it's kind of completely gone under the radar no one really talks about this at all and if not at least just watch the scene with the gangsters and the fish in the house because that is really funny scene and really mm-hmm. well well made so yeah definite castle for me right so we've Can we had... play a game? Can we just play a game? I was going to say, yeah. you, mate, you look fucking depressed as yeah, shit. I'm starving. <laughs> I haven't had anything since breakfast today. I'm really lucid. Oh, God. I only had some hummus. Oh, God. Yeah. Going on the Zohan diet. Yeah, yeah. Just, I right. used it as a face cream, then I ate it off my face. So this uh, game... I just kind of thought of it on the spot at like three in the morning. I woke up in the middle of the night and We've then just started doing it. 
<laughs> and it's not particularly a, like a yeah, complex game. It's just an anagram game of different Adam Sandler-like actors. And I just want you to work out who the actors are from their names all jumbled up. Oh, okay, very nice. Okay, I'm going to type it into the chat box as well, so you can have a yeah, look at it. That sounds so helpful. The, so we're going to start off a bit easier. Madman Conlord. Madman Conlord. And what did you? Sorry, did you say that they're characters actors. or they're actors? Okay. Madman Conlord. Norm Macdonald. Easy, yeah, Norm Macdonald. Okay, the next one is Tanneries of Gin. Tanneries of Gin. I just want to say Kevin James for all of them, but there's not even a K in there. <laughs> <laughs> Tanneries of Gin. Gin with a J as well, in case people yeah. were wondering at home if they're playing along. It's J-I-N-N, not gin like the drink. I mean... Do you want me to give you a clue? Yeah, I'm just looking at it. I can't get anything from it. It's a woman. Oh, okay. Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston, well done. Very okay, nice. the next one is going to be... Did this help you get back to sleep at 3am or... Oh man, I was just giggling to myself and it's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> the next one's uh, Scorch Irk. Scorch Irk, that's a smaller smaller name that one. Small name. Chris Rock. Well done. Okay, uh, here's a long one. Oh. Get ready. Think about those long names. So mm. this one is Natural Hogan John. <laughs> Jonathan Loughran. Jonathan Loughran. That, <laughs> that one's fair play. That it's got John in it. Okay, what about this one then? Even Ski Jam. Kevin James. You're leaving their names in it. That's got jam. That's jam. <laughs> okay, then. What about this one? Merry Wardrobe. <laughs> Drew Barrymore. <laughs> You're doing really well. This is going to be a really, really quick game. But that's fine. That's better. What about this one? A <laughs> Squeal Hellion. <laughs> oh, he's got me with a squeal hellion. A squeal hellion. There's a Q in it. Yeah. None of their names have Qs in them. <laughs> this guy has been in, definitely been in at least two. At least two, okay. Well, it's not Jonah Hill, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a Q in it. Oh my God. There's a Q. I'll give you a clue. He's better known as just his first name, which has a Q in it. Oh, Shaquille. It's Shaquille O'Neal, yeah. Oh, I, annoyingly, Shaq couldn't get an anagram. <laughs> really annoying. Okay, what about Cleaner Vault? <laughs> <laughs> vault is in electricity, not like electricity a vault. Electricity vault, yeah. V. This is so shit. <laughs> this is funny though. <laughs> like, I don't know how it is to listen to. Oh, they're yeah, probably fucking Doing my terrible. head in to look at Cleaner Vault, yeah. There's a V. No, it's not, there's no D, so how would it be David? <laughs> Alan Covert. Alan Covert, well done. That well bloke. done, sir. Okay, Jackal Deniers. <laughs> Jackal Deniers. Well, I just keep looking at Deniers and seeing De Niro. <laughs> De Niro, more <laughs> of these films. De Niro, my favourite actor from these films. Jackie Sandler. Jackie Sandler, well done. This one, and this very much sums up this person as well. So get ready. Rob Schneider. Fuck off. <laughs> Describe horn. That's really annoying. <laughs> is it Rob Schneider? It is Rob Schneider. Describe <laughs> horn. That was really annoying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he is like a describe horn. This one is Sandal Dream. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. That one's fucking easy. We've all had uh, Sandal Dreams. 
we've not got too many left. So this one That's a shame. is, I know, very annoying. I should have gone through every actor who's ever lived. <laughs> I nearly did. I was going crazy. Padded visa. <laughs> David Spade. David Spade. <laughs> <laughs> Who have I got left? <laughs> did I do even ski jump? I did. I didn't have, tick it off. Have you done Kevin Nealon yet? I haven't done. I haven't done that. Fuck Blake Swarton. Shut up! It's not David actors yet. <laughs> you prick. Okay, this one is a screw retry. <laughs> <laughs> screw retry. I'll give you a clue. None of the letters in the words <laughs> really. Both words have the right letters in for the name. Terry Crews. Terry Crews. Yeah, because you've literally got Crews and you've taken the, <laughs> the S from the end <laughs> the and put it, put it in there and retried some Terry. And then the last one is Ankle Vein No. That's Kevin Nealon, isn't it? That's Kevin Nealon. Yeah, we've got to finish on the biggest boy that we've got. <laughs> yeah, he's, oh, he's actually six foot four. He's six foot four. How does he get through doors? <laughs> that is actually massive. Can you imagine standing next to him? <laughs> That was I'm an incredible in, game. Oh, I'm, in such a, I'm in such an insane mood today, honestly. That was a lot. So, we've put lovely uh, dirty work into the castle. What are we going to be watching next week, Luke? Well, next week, if you want to talk about dirty work, think about mucking out a zoo. <laughs> Can you imagine? All the shit from Donny the, uh, Donny the Monkey. <laughs> Donny the Monkey. Next week, we're getting to know <laughs> Kevin James's lead character in Zookeeper. Oh. <sighs> I think I his name is Zookeeper. <laughs> no, no, you fucking idiot. His name's Zook. Zookeeper. <laughs> Zookeeper. <laughs> yeah, we're going to watch the... I guess it's a children's film, I think. I can't remember. Is it? I think like, so, yeah. I think it's like a kid's film. Well, I'm really excited for this. So this is a Kevin James-led film, Zookeeper, where he plays a zookeeper. And yeah, we've got, I think, Adam Sandler's in it playing a monkey. Uh, have you ever seen this? Yeah, I have, yeah. So um, I think I told this story before that... When I was in school, I had a friend who was a bit like techie and he used to always download Blu-ray copy quality of, uh, of films and he used to burn them to disc and for some reason he would make the covers of the films. So he gave me a, a pirate Blu-ray copy of Zookeeper once. don't know what I'd done to make him assume that I would want to watch Zookeeper, but I watched it. It was all right. My question to you is, do you still have that disc? I don't know. I gave it into the police when I reported him. <laughs> Pirating is a crime. You will be prosecuted if you, you illegally download. You wouldn't steal a handbag. You wouldn't. You <laughs> wouldn't steal a car. Why would you steal Zookeeper starring Kevin James? Yeah, Not you bad. wouldn't download an elephant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so come back next week to find out if we would download an elephant and what we thought of Zookeeper. It'd be a good one. How can people get in touch with us, Luke? People can find us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at the Sandler Pit, or we're also on Facebook. And our email address is thesandlerpit at gmail.com. Thank you to Joe Tyrone for doing all our music. And also thank you to Luke Terry, who does all the editing for these episodes. And thank you to Luke Thomas for his always beautiful, always timely artwork. Come back next week to listen to us talk about Zookeeper. Until then, it's been a very happy Norm MacDonald buy from me and a very sour Norm MacDonald buy from him. In the kingdom of skunks, the man with half a nose is king. <laughs> hey, that's my shirt! <laughs>